Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's another great Friday here in Boston. Time for another Marketing Agility Podcast. Roland, how are things out on the left coast? Greetings. Things are very well. Looking forward to talking with a guest that we're bringing back on the show, but I was not co-hosting with you when she was first on, so it's my first conversation. Yeah. And a very different context. I mean, she was at the time leading an agency, small agency in the Bay Area. And I amazingly, not amazingly, just met her in person for the first time at the Sprint One event in the Valley. It was kind of funny when you meet people that you know, you've seen their picture, you've talked to, but you never actually met in person and had a chance to actually talk to her at at greater length at the event about what's going on with her. And now uh, her name's Kirsten Falk. And she's now a managing director at Schwab doing innovation and social and all kinds of really cool stuff. Um, And she's going to come and talk what's new in Agile and what's new in her world. So let's ring up Kirsten. Kirsten, you there? I am. Hey, well, welcome. Thanks for having me. Excited to catch up with you guys. It's been a while. I know. Welcome back. It's been, I was looking through the, the archives of the podcast. It's been four years, almost four years to the date. It was November of 2013 when we last had you on. And uh, it was talking about life at Red Brick. I'm sorry, Red Brick, Red Bricks. Yep. I'm Red Bricks Media. Red Bricks mm-hmm. Media. Can you uh, update our listeners a little bit, a little bit of what's new with you? Two months after that conversation, I uh, accepted a really exciting opportunity at Charles Schwab, um, one of the largest financial services companies, investment firms here in the Bay Area, and joined the team running a brand innovation group. Um, So that's what I've been up to for the past four years. And it's been awesome. And it's a significant change from anything else I've done in my life. Never have I worked for a 15,000 employee uh, enterprise. So you know, a, a radical change from have, working in a small agency with 20 people. Mm-hmm. I bet. I bet. You know, I'm currently doing something similar today. I'm working for a, on a contract with a larger firm, and it's it's been similar, you know, a different culture change from being in startup world to being in a place with 90,000 employees and definitely more rules and regulations and compliance and all that stuff that flows in there. Oh, I have learned a lot about compliance, about vendor management, about legal. There mm-hmm. are many aspects of working in an enterprise that uh, yeah. you don't realize. You have all these fancy words that people use, like yes. align- alignment, right? That's the word. That's the magic word from, you know, you're not aligned, which is the code for, you didn't tell me. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And then, well, that's I mean... Sorry, the struggle is real, though, to, to that point. I mean, some of those things that you take for granted in a startup, you know, because of the, yeah. the size of the teams, information, the yeah. Yeah. exactly, people understand what's going on. You don't need to think about that because it's just a natural, uh, organic conversation that occurs. Whereas in an enterprise, it is actually sort of amazing how little other teams are unaware of what each other does. Sure. Totally. Can you go back to when you were on the show last, you were, as you said, at a small company starting with Agile. Can you go back to, Trent, you're now at Charles Schwab. You're just getting started. How do you insert Agile or do you even attempt to insert Agile at that point? I learned pretty quickly uh, that you don't insert anything new right away. 
and and it, it and that's what's actually been a really uh, amazing learning experience for me. You know, I tend to be somebody who moves quickly naturally, who is impatient and who likes to see progress. And the reality is when you come into a new organization, there are a lot of cultural sort of mindsets that you need to understand and relationships and how things get done that literally I think takes at least a year to truly understand how to map the organization. And so it became very, uh, even, you know, just the fact that innovation was in my title caused a little bit of feathers to be ruffled because there were some people who said, well, you know, what we do innovation, why, why do you get to say you're doing innovation? You, you know, there's just some challenges. So I think that you learn to kind of watch and understand and identify areas that you can make progress, but not come in and tell a group of people that what they're doing is old school and wrong, which I have made that mistake before. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what was the thing, what was the trigger for you that said, okay, this is the chance I'm going to go at, we're going to, I'm going to bring in agile. It's going to be my punchline. Well, I mean, I want to be, you know, I think that I use the term, I would say we are still at the very beginning of an agile journey, just to be, you know, transparent about that. I, in the technology groups at Schwab, there are lots of people already doing agile software development, which is helpful. These are people who are used to using something like a JIRA and, and you know, project management tools to increase their velocity, who are used to being customer centric and backlogs and all those types of terms. Within the marketing organization, <clears throat> which it's not just Schwab, that I've seen this in other places, you know, that's a whole new mindset. That's a whole new, mm-hmm. ter- those are a lot of new terms. And it's a new way of working uh, for many people. And so I would say we're still at the very beginning of that journey. And luckily, you know, uh, who I work for, my boss is very um, engaged and believes in the future of it. So I think people are just starting to get trained. People are just starting to understand the terms. But I would say the big change is four years ago, there was resistance, whereas I think today there is an absolute acceptance that all marketing organizations need to increase the velocity in which they deliver due to the environment that we now operate in. So it's your little A agile and got to be faster. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair that, for example, my team has also been responsible for brand storytelling. And we built a platform where we are creating films that are articulating the values of the brand, the way in which we did that was very different. You know, in the past, and and there are a lot of other teams that still operate in a very waterfall way of video production, right? Where there's a script, there's a lot of control, there's multiple layers, there's, it's all in a pretty linear process. And we, we mix that up pretty significantly where we let go of a lot of control, operated with a very simple brief and allowed the filmmaker and a small sort of tiger team to iterate really quickly on, the, on producing the films and with less than three revisions. And so that, that was a big change for a lot of people within the organization. And mm-hmm. it also was a much cheaper way to produce film. So anyways, wow. that's, that's the types of stuff that we've done to show the, the, the power of this. So you don't ha- you're not constrained by message frameworks and <clears throat> laddering, laddering you know, the buyer's journey against the, the different pieces, parts that you <clears throat> produce? Or is that done kind of prior to the brief and is, it feeds in yes. all that stuff? Already- so, yes. So most of that, we're lucky, right? So we have a really compelling brand platform. So that brand strategy yep. work, that framework has already been done. 
and this is what it, you know, this is one of my big things right now, which is in my view, brand has never been important for agile marketing to thrive because people all need to strategically be on the same page of who are they going after? What, what matters, what content works, what resonates and how can you use um, stories to quickly connect with them? And so, again, though, in the past, there was a lot of those types of sort of constraints. But what we've done is we've shown the power of when you have a really compelling brand platform mm-hmm. where everybody is aligned, you know, mm-hmm. they, everybody yeah. is aligned. It is actually you can increase your ability to create very creative and compelling content in my mind. Yeah, so it sounds like you're, you're still at the beginning of, of the journey you've applied it it sounds like to the content creation that you're focused on how has it changed the way that you're working with others in the company do you what do you anticipate coming down the road i know coming down the road that there's a general desire with the entire company to move much more into an agile framework so i think mm-hmm. that's happening in a lot of pockets of the organization you know and i think that's the thing that you learn you find mm-hmm. all the different pockets with like-minded individuals is that being and you all is yeah. that being driven yes. sort of more in a, in a, what I like to think is mid, mid-level managers see other mid-level managers having success with Agile and say, I want some of that? Or is it being yeah. done, yeah. In, is there a top-down executive management that said, okay, we see this, we've looked at these small teams or teams that are outperforming, we want to scale it, how do we do that? I think literally everything is happening right now where finally all of those things are converging, right? I think that, yeah, it's totally cool. I mean, this is literally the change that has happened in the past couple of months. It's really an exciting time and it's a, it's a great time. So I would say that the, our executive leadership, I mean, I'm sure you see this, you know, in the financial services space, there's an incredible amount of disruption occurring. And Mm -hmm. there are some of these startups that are launching products and doing things very differently that I think has, you know, on some levels threatened, threatened the bigger, bigger companies, but also shown the power of moving rapidly. Mm -hmm. So it, it ends up being principally motivated by speed. I think speed, but an acknowledgement that you need to be more customer centric, you know, you need to empower your teams to make decisions and move rapidly to keep pace with the changes in the market. And just a general acknowledgement that the consumer's expectation, now that they're dealing with these other companies who are rapidly adding features and functionality that they want, mm-hmm. you have no choice but to play in that game, right? I mean, it's, it's, we, what I say to people is when I don't even compare our, and this is just me, but I don't even compare to other financial services companies because mm-hmm. the consumer's having experiences today with, right. you know, come from Amazon to Google to whoever that that's who we have to compete with on some levels. Any transactional service, online service, is a, exactly. know, setting the expectations yeah. for your users. And you're in a right. space with a crazy amount of innovation. There's no, that's no secret, oh, especially you know, on the fund. Yeah. I guess there's a lot of money at stake for it. So how do you, in your desire to use Agile or in your process, Tiger Teams, how do you prevent the, the waterfall establishment maybe that's a hey it's a new term rolling right which the establishment which really does cling to waterfall right i mean that oh it's it listen detailed creative briefs are detailed creative briefs are an insurance policy for your their policy on your career equity right spending all that time taking that brief and quote unquote aligning it getting alignment behind it and getting everyone aligned on it is a you know is a strategy 
and it's a it's a very defensive strategy, but it works, and it's proven, again, proven to, for to protect your career equity. How do you balance that with, because you know, that whole alignment process, you, how do you not get caught up in the person who says to you, hey, I didn't realize you were doing this. This oh, affects I, me. And well, I would be I'm lying not, to both of you if I said that that still doesn't happen. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, and that's why I say it would be, and that why I, you know, I want to be very careful to say, I think we're at the beginning of the journey because yeah. there still are those areas, right? And there still is what I call sort of that cult, that mindset, that legacy mindset. <laughs> and I will get nowhere if I battle, if I hit those. And so right, you're right. absolutely right. I have to spend a lot more time literally working on educating and collaborating and all those terms sure. to get people to see the the viability and the power of what we do. And so that's why I see it being very hybrid, to be honest with you right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Parts of my team can operate that way, but we still have to operate in an ecosystem where there is legal review, there's brand review, sure. there's vendor management and, you know, and compliance review. And, you know, those are just some set areas. But to be fair, working closely, there is, I think, a general desire. Once you show people the power of this, I think it gets people excited and there's more interest and, and a desire to try and improve things or do things differently. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really interested to just learn a little bit if you can share do, any insights that you have about yeah. how you've seen y- the executives that you work, how, how you've seen their I, I would say perspective or even awareness of agile evolve over time. Yeah. And do you have any sense of how, how you see that unfolding moving forward? Like, so for example, when I think about how does a, from an executive's perspective, how do they, there's sure. a lot of things in their toolbox to bring agile into the company. Like one, one thing is yep. you could, you could just acquire some companies, right? That these right. small companies that help bring it into the culture. You can invest in management consulting. You can invest in training. These are all things that are kind of signals that your management team is really bought in and maybe getting closer and closer to having a true understanding of the agile approach and the underlying methods. What can you say about how you've seen your executive management sort of go through that journey? It's a great question. And I think, you know, um, there's a couple of things, I think. One, Schwab has always been, in a sense, you know, a company very committed to technology, right? So our our history has been rooted in, you know, innovation and disrupting the market and really empowering the consumer, right? So there, I, I think on some levels, there's always, there, there are legacy sort of, you know, there's tech teams, there's people who have done agile and moved towards that, that helps the organization. And, and some of those individuals have been our, our executives, right, who, who run tech teams. So I think that's a positive already. But honestly, I will tell you, I think it's like in the past two years, you've just seen this huge change where, you know, now agile training is available to all marketing employees. Things like that that have started to happen that, to your point, I think it's been a combination of macro pressure where you know we've launched some some new digital products, robo advised products. The people, the, the 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 small firms who I don't know that we even consider yeah. ourselves competing with, but we because just due to our scale. But 
we've seen their ability to to move quickly. So I think there's been some macro stuff, but I also think over the years internally there have been teams and pockets of success and ways of doing things that has um, educated other parts of the organization that might not have been exposed to that. So I don't know if that totally helps, but. So do you call it agile when you bring it in or do you just say, look, this is our lightweight planning model and someone asks you, you say, okay, it's agile. I think people now use the term agile. I think a wow. couple years. Okay. I think a couple years ago, uh, it wasn't used. I think that those of us who are very interested in this and believed in this, you know, I I paid far more attention. But I think now that term has spread into the marketing ethos, and that is a term starting now. Does that mean that people completely, you know, understand what agile means? That's why I would say I think we're at the beginning yeah. of the journey. But mm-hmm. I think at least the term is more accepted and acknowledged versus having someone raise their hand and say, "This doesn't make any sense to me." You know, waterfalls the way to go, and blah blah blah. Well, how much also is it? the dominant design hasn't emerged yet because you know, we talked you and I, I know you and I and David Quinn had a great conversation back in May about, you know, is it agile or is it Kanban or is it Scrumban or is it some, yeah. is it lean? Is it, you know, yeah. agile marketing is being used as an umbrella term and yes. Roland, you did a nice job in your book of, of making the point that it's, it's about agility and it's, you know, it's about a marketer being more agile with a small a and moving quickly and, and adapting the techniques, not any one particular dogma. When I agree with you on that role. And I think that if you get dogmatic, you, I mean, I have learned, you know, um, by making mistakes, <laughs> certainly, right. but you know, it just, it, all it does is there are people, you know, who have worked for some of these large enterprises for 20 years who have been successful doing things the way that they do it. And this is a radical change for them to, to make those types of changes. And I, I would say fundamentally let go of control, which is scary, right? That's a scary thing. And, and the idea yeah. of failure is that those are in a startup. That's kind of the, the cultural ethos. People are prepared for that. You know, the risk that you're taking and right. you understand it. But a lot of people are attracted to large companies because of the stability and security. And stability. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Theoretical and, and I mean, I could spend, but but you understand sort of just the, so I, I agree with Roland. I, I really think that to me, it's a positive step forward. If people are altering their behavior and trying to move quickly and let go of a little bit of control, test and fail and experiment, mm-hmm. that to me is a positive. I agree. I mean, I think I see... And Frank and I have talked a lot about the fact that Agile is really an empowerment model. It's it's about saying, mm-hmm. let the people who are closest to the work, closest to the data, make the decisions. And it's kind of a flip of the traditional command and control structure, right? It, it's, totally. not, it's not to say that executive management doesn't need to provide a North Star that right. we are right. heading towards. That is critical. And executive management has a very valuable perspective, but when it comes to, you know, it used to be that 60, 70, 80% of the strategy was driven top down. Agile is implying a reality in which really, actually, it can be a complete flip of that. It could be 60% or more of the strategy and insight coming from the bottom up. So that's a a very significant change. and it it has lots of consequences inside of the enterprise that it it, it 
it, it, it takes a lot of time. It is a long journey to to make all the transformations associated with actually getting all the value out of the, that switch. Absolutely. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more. Just I love I hadn't really thought of that, but I love the concept of an empowerment model because I couldn't. I think fundamentally that's the radical change that's going to be occurring in enterprises where many of these executives are used to that much more traditional top-down approach. And the reality is to be successful in marketing, there there is a real-time content need where decisions are going to need to be made very, very quickly. And, and, and I think there's that acknowledgement that that's happening. I mean, you know, look at just even the social environment right now, a crisis can erupt so rapidly in a way and spread so quickly yeah. that if you are not empowering your front lines to be able to tackle that issue, you are going to then make things worse. Well, we're getting close on time and I wanted yep. to ask sort of an inside baseball question as I don't know if that expression goes across over the head, but, <laughs> okay. um, you know, we were at the sprint one event back in May and you know, we talked yes. about a number of different things and, you know, it's, yep. I had some follow-up conversations recently with Yuval and, and Jim, Jim Yule and some of the yep. other folks and thinking, what's it going to take for people to ad- adopt agile or Kanban or Scrumban or some of these under the agile marketing umbrella, what's it going to take for it to be adopted on a large scale in your mind? See, I think that it's happening. I mean, I, I think that, you know, I think there are pockets of adoption happening and people aren't even really sort of, it's not even being called something, but it's just, there's a change in behavior. In my mind, the, the market is sort of demanding that change. It's just, from a marketing perspective, I mean, it, it is every day there is a new thing, a new a new way of operating, a new ad format, a new yeah. platform emerging that if you don't have a more adaptive and agile mindset, it is going to become increasingly more difficult, in my view, to succeed. So so I feel like it, it's just the, the, the macro environment is already sort of demanding that change, certainly from my perspective. Now, does that mean everybody, to your point earlier, says, calls it agile marketing? That's very unclear to me. Is it content? I mean, there's just so many different terms that people are using. But but I think really, even like the word like social marketing, social media, I ultimately believe all of these things are just going to be the way that we operate in the marketing space. Right. Right. And I don't know what the words will be, but there is no no doubt that you're going to have to increase your ability to deliver content and experiences in a very rapid way that is very connected to the consumer and centric to their needs. It's just, I mean, that's just the future. Yeah, I always think of like the analogy I use is you wind the clock back to 1999 when it was e-commerce, then it became multi-channel retail, and now it's just retail. I mean, so many of retailers are that that multi-channel. There's a seamless connection between online and brick and mortar and all that. Well, Kirsten, well, and just well, I'm don't sorry, and don't forget. Yeah, no, not to, but I mean, to me, like think about what AI is going to do to all this. I mean, right. it, it's just we think things are moving fast. Well, 
pretty Holy soon cow. AI is going to be producing content, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and it's already happening in a lot of places. Well, that might be an idea for another show, yeah. Frank. I know. Oh, we were just, it's funny, before the conversation that we talked with you, Roland, and I were chatting, and I was, because I've been talking, advising a couple of early stage AI companies, and one was in the marketing space, and we were just talking about, hey, should we bring some people on and talk a little bit more about AI? But well, I'd be happy to recommend people. I was just on a panel with some super smart people about this stuff that I was just learned so much. So some more anyway. offline. Well, Kirsten, thanks again for joining us today. And just as a reminder to our listeners, you can find the Marketing Agility Podcast on iTunes as well as at agilemarketingblog.com. If you have a story to tell, you have something interesting to share, you want to connect, you can reach out to Roland at rsmartly on the Twitters or myself, Frank Days, at tangy slice on the twitters kirsten been four years let's hope it's not four years again before we john again i agree uh, great well thank you for joining us today and everyone please stay agile